2: Welcome, you're listening to Sports Ecom 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, Vern Glenn and F.P. Santangelo Jr. Not sure if Russell, where he is, maybe he's in court today. Sometimes he's on the good side of court, sometimes he's on the bad side of court. Uh-huh, hopefully he's on the good side. <laughs> on the good side, okay. Uh, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question, and even though baseball hasn't really started yet, we're going we're to talk old baseball
1: see if you okay, guys know your go. old
2: baseball all right when we uh, come back uh, obviously we've got to talk about uh, the old mlb lockout um also wanted to talk about calvin ridley that just kind of popped out of nowhere yeah holy smokes and uh it was kind of cool about john do you, you say jay moran or john john moran
3: john, john. john,
2: john, moran. john moran uh Boy, that kid, boy, him and uh, Kaminga, I mean, it's kind of a neat resurgence of, uh, of the NBA. He's awesome, uh, ta- all, awesome young talent there. And it looks like Russell's trying to uh, join us right here. Um, this uh, segment of Sport Econ 101, sponsored by Pacific Private Money, still providing mortgage investments yielding over 6%, secured by real estate, uh, especially with the stock market, the way it's been going crazy uh, mm-hmm. uh, on the downside. Might be a good uh, time to check them out at PacificPrivateMoney.com. Also, hey, uh, did you see that Coach K's final game? Do you know how much it costs for a ticket? Too this much. Is, uh, oh, five,
4: I know, I know, the, five I know the scalping was high.
2: Well, yeah, just, and it's funny because he's the coach. He's not a player. You know, but just because it was a that you know, because the fact that uh, he's been there for so long, it's, it's his last game, I thought that, that was kind of fun. Over
4: five I mean, thousand dollars gig of his career. I mean, he's been there since nineteen eighty, when yeah. nobody could pronounce his name.
2: Yes, yeah, I know. How do you get Shchessky from K R Y Z? Give me. I'm sure his kids growing up going, Dad, come on, <laughs> you know, change you your name, just, just, just K, is fine.
4: Yeah, in right. true sports econ 101 fashion. I believe he patented it or he bought the rice to the label Coach K. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Stay with us. Once you come, world, we'll be right back.
0: Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Element Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeshoreLodge.com. Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise, it's been voted best Italian restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paliosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today.
3: Experience the best of California at the AAA Four Diamond Portola Hotel and Spa. Voted among the top 10 hotels in Northern California by the readers of Condé Nast Traveler, Portola Hotel is the premier destination for family travel. Leading the way is the Central Coast's first LEED certified hotel. Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey. The serene environment is the perfect coastal-inspired escape, featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms and 60,000 square feet of meeting space with the adjacent Monterey Conference Center. The pet-friendly Portola Hotel offers several on-site award-winning amenities, including spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at the Portola Hotel and Spa. For more information, visit PortolaHotel.com. That's PortolaHotel.com.
5: Maybe disconnect and reconnect
2: again. He's reconnected now. Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Ever Brown, Russell Jackman, Glenn, Glennon, F.P. Sant'Angelo. Okay. Uh, Where do you guys want to start? you want to start with Aaron Rodgers since that uh, kind of just popped up? Yeah. Of course. I I was going to say Calvin Ridley. I know. We're going to talk about that. We uh, Both F.P. and I saw that one, too. Uh, go ahead, uh, F.P., what do, what do you think about the Aaron Rodgers? Uh,
4: back yeah, pack, back to the let's Packers? Let's tell the viewers, what we're, well, the listeners, what we're talking about. Okay. Aaron Rodgers reportedly has agreed to return to the Packers, and there are numbers that are thrown out. The concrete numbers that are being reported is four years and $200 million, the numbers that he has agreed upon. So Whoa. details to come out soon, but uh, it looks like number twelve is gonna be signal calling in Lambeau Field for quite some time. If and true. Correct if, if, me
6: if I'm wrong, that's the highest paid contract in NFL history, correct?
4: I, I will not correct you because you are you are one hundred percent correct.
6: <laughs> if the numbers are correct, of course. Yeah, these
5: are reported and numbers. Remember how he was complaining how he was underpaid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that that now takes care of that. Yep. Wow, unbelievable! But what did Patrick Mahomes did? What was his contract?
6: I think it was more. He got more money for more years because he's a younger quarterback. But yeah. the AAV, which is the average value per yeah. year, is way more in Rogers' contract, as it so, should be. This so, guy's so, is this guy's an MVP a winner two time. Like recently, he's he's yeah. always in the MVP conversation. He is the best quarterback, if not the top
5: three. Guys, in NFL. is anyone at all bothered by the fact that? Aaron Rodgers completely flaunted the COVID rules and is now just not only awarded with an MVP, but also this gigantic contract. It doesn't bother anybody. No. Well, no Russ, this is
6: a great point you're making right here because they actually did a survey among NFL fan bases recently and Aaron Rodgers was the number one villain in the NFL. And if yeah. sports needs something, it needs a villain. So I think this is a great, great opportunity for the NFL to capitalize on a villain. Circle Aaron Rodgers, making the villain. It seems like he's embraced it. I mean, he's even growing long hair. He's looking crazy. He's saying crazy things. I think this is great for football. Now, uh, hopefully his disinformation didn't get anybody hurt or seriously ruin any lives, of course. But now we're starting to turn the corner with COVID. We're kind of seeing who Aaron Rodgers is as a person and whether you like him or not. It's turning out he's gonna be the villain in the NFL. And you know what, villains are a good thing in sports. I wish baseball had a villain. Basketball has a villain, really. kind A pseudo villain in LeBron James because he's like really loved and he's really hated by a lot of yeah. people.
4: And if you wanna go that way, and if you want to comment on his performance on the field, he, he has earned every bit of money mm-hmm. for his play no. on the field Just mm-hmm. step off the field yeah go ahead just say set a match to him fine whatever you want but as, as as a guy that just admires the level of play on the field knowing how hard it is to win in that league let alone excel in that league Aaron Rodgers is the guy well I guess the cancel culture couldn't cancel him out
5: huh
6: you no. can't cancel the NFL we've yeah. learned that you the NFL the guy unless he's so playing
5: much. the 49ers yeah <laughs> the 49ers.
2: but then the thing is i mean if you're doing uh certain things like you know hurting women or children or or that sort of thing then they'll 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 nail you i mean look, you know michael vick with the, the dog racing years ago you know
6: he still found his way back in the league dog racing
2: dog fighting
5: yeah he didn't race him he was fighting oh that's right i'm sorry yeah. I, I said dog racing yeah, yeah. My, my bad yeah well, the NFL, I, i'm still disgusted by that
6: the nfl is a microcosm of the american culture if you have enough money and you're talented enough you can get away with a lot of things it's a very unfortunate and a hard truth to swallow but that's just how it is and we've seen that throughout sports history and it continues FP, you're Rogers. just a
5: kid how do you know all this stuff for just a kid this is something <laughs> that usually people in their 50s come to that realization
4: on their because, 20s because he's a student of the game and he's a mature young man and he's the son of an elite athlete i wouldn't State say it's
6: pretty good but i wouldn't say elite <laughs> and,
4: and did you- no i think no, you, you make it to that level you're an elite athlete
6: absolutely absolutely yeah. i'm just kidding but yeah it's it's weird uh I, I i don't know if it's just my generation or what we've gone through so many different crises in my life i mean i came to the realization like since 2001 uh I've been like, I've experienced wartime in the United States. It's just something that we often think about, you know, and maybe we have a deeper understanding of how business and politics works because of that, but it's how I feel. And, you know, it's, it's proven itself true and true again, that if you have money and you have influence and you have power and you're good at something, you can get away with more than other people.
7: Can you imagine some of those
2: older people who are coming from the, you know, who are in the Ukraine, who... It's like they went through World War II, then they went through Crimea, and now they're going through this. I mean, holy smokes! Most of us don't even have an inkling of what it's like to have to go through one of those, and some people are oh, yeah. three of them. I mean, that's just that's just crazy. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's move on here. Uh, since we're still talking the NFL, uh, so they're coming down hard on players gambling. Uh, just also, this just came out about Calvin Ridley for the, Fal- the Falcons receiver. He's been quote indefinitely suspended for placing bets on NFL games. Now the, the the report is that he bet on less than he had less than ten bets totaling a total of fifteen hundred dollars, and he only bet on the Falcons to win. And <clears throat> all his bets wow. were placed after he stepped away from the game to address his mental health. So he personally didn't even have like any influence on the game. And he didn't bet against his team, so he couldn't you know, try to, you know, shave points or or take a uh, a powder, as they say. Um, but man, I guess they're getting really strict. They just listen. We don't care what the reason is. You are not allowed to bet on football.
4: That's it. Why don't you call? What, no, what, why? Why what, shouldn't what, you? Yeah, you, sh- you You can't. I mean, why don't we all call Pete Rose and ask him how he feels about it? Well, because now, actually, Pete, yeah, now in, Pete's
2: case, in Pete's case, a little bit different though. Pete. Uh, he even though he bet on the Reds, and we had a guest on many years ago to talk about this, and and I, I my point was well, you know he bet on his team to win. It's one thing if you bet on the team you lose, and but he brought up a good point where he said, well, at the time he was also like a player manager, and yep. he said if you bet on him, but on your team to win, you might throw all your good closers in
5: there, and then it affects sure. other going forward. And I thought you know what that that's absolutely. And how do we and we have we have Pete Rose's word on that which is not to me worth anything so you know he's proven to be a liar he's proven to be somebody that was underhanded and i think he i think he did bet on the reds to lose and that's one of the reasons why he's stayed out of the hall of fame and won't you know uh, apologize for what he did because he did do something reprehensible such as what what you're saying, and I, why there are a million things to gamble on. Yeah, why true. do you have to bet on football? You yeah, know, there's basketball you can bet on. There's, oh, you could have bet on the Olympics. You could have bet on a variety of different things. Why do you bet on the sport that you're actually involved in?
4: Just because he's so young, good. he's young, he's naive, he's yeah. misinformed, and he. But but why? He, he made there's he made he made, so made a many. terrible mistake. I don't think he's. There's he hockey.
5: There's golf. You can bet on NASCAR. You can bet <laughs> yeah, on, he's on, not, he's on not, dog he's not interested racing. In NASCAR.
6: Yeah, I think but, no. This but, is a great you, point, Russ. A lot of people were asking me. So, as a professional athlete, can you bet on other sports? And emphatically, you can. You can bet on the yeah. Because you, you have
5: no influence you. over dog racing. Exactly. Whatever you do so. as a football player doesn't doesn't change what happens in NASCAR or golf, or baseball, or, or basketball, I mean- Okay, now, don't now, now, get back, okay? Tell us like what you- it, it really bothers me a lot. Calvin Ridley's situation bothers me tremendously. And with the opening of gambling that's gonna happen across the United States, pretty much everywhere, Uh, If we don't have some kind of standards and rules, it's going to eventually ruin the game. And I'm going to tell you why I have this much vitriol is because the Sacramento Kings should be NBA champions from the 2002 season. and They are not. I agree. Okay. Hold hold on. Hold on. on. Okay. Stay with that. We have to cut. We have to cut to our break. Okay. Uh, We're talking old
2: baseball. What team was the first to appear in five World Series? What baseball team was the first to appear in five...
1: Actually, think I know the answer to really? that. Really? Okay, stay with us. Talk yeah. 101 will be right back. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo! I bet that would scare the heck out of you. <laughs> but seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa! That's ridiculous! Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars calling AIS Insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra 600 you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now. And get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. 800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744.
3: How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest
2: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Vern Glenn, Mr. Russell Jackman. He spent all of his words and he just had to go. All right. here Trivia question number one. Uh, what team was the first to appear in five World Series? Vern,
4: you think you know the answer. The Boston Red Sox.
2: No.
6: Would it be the Cincinnati Red Stockings?
2: No. It would be uh, the... Philadelphia A's. Oh, okay. Really? Yeah. 1905. Then this is obviously for Connie Mack, right? 1905,
4: 1910, 1911, 1912, and 1914. Pretty good. Like huh. that. That's a good one. All do, right. you have the, do, do, do you have the years? Do you have the years of the Red Sox World Series? I, man, I could have sworn. Man, I thought I had it. Oh, yeah. They, well, they were the Red first Coast one, Coast right? They they first one in 1903. I thought by 1920 they had five in their belt. That's a, that's that's why I guessed. Yeah, yeah, I
2: know that would have been a good guess. And I mean, obviously, 19, I think 1914 was when uh, Boston with with uh, Babe Ruth did beat Philadelphia, I believe. Uh, I'll have to go back and look at that. But uh, that that was a pretty good question. Yeah, it oh, is. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's. Uh, uh, we were we were just getting off the Calvin Ridley thing, talking about young young guys. How about John Morant? Age 22, he received more all-star votes than any other guard, not named Curry. Um, And his jersey is the seventh highest seller after not ranking in the top 15 a year ago. I mean, when when,
4: when, when you play your game above the rim and you make exciting plays and you catch a baseball pass in the air and while still in the air, able to make a shot. I mean, that boy, that is some core strength and that is some talent. Yeah. It's so exciting to watch. It's
2: it's great. I just, I, I love when kids like that come out and same thing with John Kaminga uh, for the Warriors. You know, they, they just, they have this like extra elevated um, uh, game that just makes watching it much more, that's that much more exciting.
6: Well, there's athleticism, right? And then there's athleticism that trans translates all sports. That you could be somebody that's never watched a basketball game and you see what he does and you know instantly, okay, this guy's special. It, yeah. it transfers all over all sports. You could be the biggest soccer fan. You could watch cricket. You could watch yeah. whatever, even NASCAR, and you can realize this guy's special. And his athleticism is off the charts. And think about it. He's playing in Memphis. Memphis,
2: the smallest market.
6: He's playing in Memphis. Yeah. If he was in any big market right now, he'd be – He'd be up there. I would say he'd be up there with like top three jersey sales, probably top three players right now. But he, what he's doing in Memphis is ridiculous. I mean,
4: look what he's done. As we record this show, he's taken that team and surpassed the Golden State Warriors mm-hmm. for second overall in the Western Conference. They'd yeah. be, the playoffs started today. The Warriors would be the third seed. Wow. And Memphis would be the second seed behind Phoenix.
2: Yeah, what's what's uh what, what's happening with uh, the Warriors? They just kind of hit the kind of a skid, didn't they?
4: I don't know, F.P., what do you think? I mean, they, uh, they, 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 they've got all that talent in the world. And granted, as we record this show, they did sit down a lot of the players in the loss to Utah. But here's a team. They, they, they can grab a lead. They can hold the lead. And then for whatever reason, last eight minutes of a game, they just cannot hang on. And, and, and it's, it's, it's got to be more than, than just no inside presence outside of Kavan Looney.
6: I think things started to go awry just around the time Curry broke his record. And I think that was a lot of stress on the team. And maybe they were – they, they kind of went too hard too early in the season, which which happens in every sport, by the way, including baseball at 162 games. But no one wants to talk about it here in the Bay Area. I'm sure they're talking about it this morning on some national sports talk shows. But Clay Thompson has not been good. And it's it's becoming the elephant in the room here in the Bay Area. He really can't do anything wrong. Cause he's just such an amazing player. He's gone through so much the past two years to get back, but he is a problem in the rotation right now. He's taking shots where he shouldn't be taking. He, he's trying to always have the big quarter and it's just not there for him right now. He, his game's just not there. And it's well, creating, it should, so many problems. Right? it's creating so many problems. And for me, personally, I like to see Jordan Poole play more than clay Thompson, but clay Thompson's getting those starter minutes and you got to have Jordan Poole there. I mean, Jordan Poole makes things happen. He's a facilitator. And Clay Thompson right now, is just, he's just a one-dimensional shooter. And you know what? Clay Thompson plays good defense. But to me, it's he, he's just not there yet. And they really need him to be there. And then, of course, we could talk about Draymond Green. But the way that everyone's talking about Draymond Green, it's like when he comes back, he's going to be Michael Jordan or something. Which is just, it's not true. He's going to help a lot, yeah, right? He, but is he going to turn this team into the Bulls? No, I don't think well, so.
4: Well, if you listen to his podcast, he has self-proclaimed his return of March 14th. Uh-huh. So uh, if 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 that's true, well, we'll see what he's got. I mean, I know, I, mean, I know they need him at both ends of the court, and I do know that he he makes a difference. Does he make a difference over the course of forty eight minutes? I don't know, but something's amiss, something's awry. Well, what, do, what do you do? What April's going to be here before you know it, and well, Will Chamberlain is not walking through that door. Nope. <laughs> Absolutely not. Absolutely what do you
2: what do not. you do if your coach Kerr, where it's like you know you're. You... Thompson's been out for so long and now, you know, he's back, but he's not performing. I mean, how easy is it for during we go, you know, Clay, we just got to kind of sit you for, you know, I mean, how do you do that?
6: Well, you can't lose chemistry, right? You can't lose chemistry in that locker room. And Clay is like the the main guy everybody loves, right? He's the lovable teddy bear. And you just want to make sure that he gets his dues and his respect, right? He should be respected as one of the best shooters in the game right now. He's not. It's just how it is, and you can tell Steve Kerr is really searching with rotations, and he's experimenting mm-hmm. every night. And if you if you follow anybody on on NBA Twitter here in the Bay Area, everyone's always blaming Kerr for these losses and these rotations and things like that. But at the end of the day, it comes it comes back to the players. They got to perform. They really do. It's not always on Steve Kerr and the rotations and this and that and minutes. Guys got to play well, and they just haven't been playing well. The energy hasn't been there. I mean, it, as the it, kids say, facts facts. facts. It's, it really is facts. But, so,
2: uh, um, You guys want to make it, I know it's really early, but you want to make any kind of predictions. I mean, you think this is Phoenix's year?
0: I Too mean, early
4: to tell for me. Sure. Too early to tell for me. I mean, let's, let's, let's get to these playoffs. Let's get to the tournament because that's when, that's when everything really gets kind of ramped up this whole regular season stuff. Eh, they're just jockeying for position. Yeah, once yeah. the playoffs hit, it's, it's, you're not going to go as deep as you usually do in the bench. You, you 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 play the packages that you trust, and, and, and you get out there. And these are seven game series. I mean, you got to win. You got to win four out of seven. This is just not not a little home and home. I mean, it, it's different. It's just completely different. What what say you, F B?
6: No, I agree. It's a completely different game in the playoffs. It really is. And then you're going to see the veteran experience of Steph Curry and even Clay Thompson. They're going to just play the game a click slower and click more confident, and you're going to see that, including Draymond, too, when he's healthy, that's going to be a huge difference, so you're going to see that veteran presence of like, oh, I've been here before, I feed off this energy, I know to harness that energy, whether, while other teams and other players are going to be playing a little too fast, making more mistakes, and that's where the Warriors are really going to come in, so it's really hard to tell, but it's kind of interesting when you think about it. It's like a different game, right? And I've been kind of going back and forth about this. I don't know if you guys saw MLB's big proposal is having 14 teams in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. We have that many teams. It's almost like, you know, it, it turns into a different game, and it kind of lessens the the value of the regular season. And even Steph Curry has talked about, like, hey, we just want to get in, right? We just want to get into. Right. The we just want to. We don't want to play any playing games, right? But we just want to get in the dance, and then we just want to show everybody what we got. So it's kind of interesting. You kind of see how the NBA deals with that situation, and it really takes away from the regular season games. Yeah. And it's more about experimenting and finding what works until you get into that dance. So think about that when, when other leagues are starting to propose more playoff teams. You can't really do that in the NFL because, you know, it's, it's week to week, game to game, and there's so little games. But in baseball, I think you would actually see something like that where it really would lessen... The 162 game season.
2: I mean, can you imagine Speaking, in, the, in the old days, when in baseball, where it was just you know the top AL, the top NL, that was it. You know, yeah,
6: but yeah. That's,
2: that's a little bit too scary. You know, <laughs> you have some kind of playoffs.
4: Yeah. Speaking of dance, the day after this show airs, it's Selection Sunday for the NCAA tournament, both men's and women's.
6: Oh yes, oh yes. March Madness is coming in hot.
4: Yes, right. <laughs> Any predictions on that, or is that too early, too? <laughs> uh, I can call up maybe the top seeds. I want to say, you know, Arizona, Gonzaga, Baylor, maybe Kentucky. But uh, uh, even – even well, I, I was I was going to mention Duke, but then they lost to North Carolina on Coach K's final final game at home. But, um, hey, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's 68 teams, including the play-in games. Let's go, you mm-hmm. know? And can, right. and can Stanford on the women's side run the table in their own right because yeah. they're the number one team in the nation? They've won, they've won, thirty four consecutive Pac-12 games, including the last twenty in a row. So, uh, wow. and 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 they're they're back to defend the Natty. In fact, I'm going to be interviewing the whole sisters uh, the day after. Well, the the day after we record this show. Cool. So, very cool. I'll tell
6: you how much of a crapshoot it is. March Madness is the tournament. On when I was doing KMBR and I was a producer for their night show, we'd actually have Darts Madness, and we'd have a <laughs> dartboard and we'd throw the dart at the dartboard. And if it landed on red, the higher seed would go. If it landed on black, it'd be the lower seed. <laughs> and then we put in that bracket and we put it in, you know, the pool where we were all betting and stuff and, and KMBR, the radio station, and we actually did pretty good.
2: There you go. Yeah, pretty
6: good. And start until we started to lose the one seeds early on. And then we started to go awry. but
4: that should tell it, you how it, crazy it's, it's even fun for the office polls because we've got, sure. you know, we, 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 got anchors in the newsroom that would rather, you know, talk about other things and, mm-hmm. and then they just, oh, that's a nice name, nice nickname. I'm going to put them in <laughs> and, then they, and, then they, and they run the table.
2: Right. Hey, like, We're going to cut to our second, uh, true question here. Who, or excuse me, who? What was the only year that the Seattle Pilots existed?
4: All right? Okay, all right.
2: What was the only year the Seattle Pilots existed? Stay with us, Sportycon TECON 101, we'll be right back.
0: Catch Some Relief is the first CBD company to market directly towards fishermen. While we market towards fishermen and the outdoorsmen, our products are for anyone suffering from inflammation and anxiety. At Catch Some Relief, we don't sell CBD oil. We only sell products with the highest amount of bioavailability. Spend your hard-earned dollars on products that work. At Catch Some Relief, wherever your pain, we have you covered. So check out CatchSomeRelief.com to relieve your pain.
3: Experience the best of California at the AAA Four Diamond Portola Hotel and Spa. Voted among the top ten hotels in Northern California by the readers of Condé Nast Traveler, Portola Hotel is the premier destination for family travel. Leading the way is the Central Coast's first LEED certified hotel. Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey. The serene environment is the perfect coastal inspired escape featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms and 60,000 square feet of meeting space with the adjacent Monterey Conference Center. The pet-friendly Portola Hotel offers several on-site award-winning amenities, including spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at the Portola Hotel and Spa. For more information, visit portolahotel.com. That's portolahotel.com.
0: Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all of South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to lakeshorelodge.com
4: Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafal.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. Mountain Mike's is the official pizza of the San Francisco 49ers. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesandrafal.com and order your pizza.
2: Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. One more time, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with Vern Glenn and F.P. Santangelo Jr. And our second trivia
4: question, what was the only year that
2: the Seattle Pilots
4: existed? 1968? No, you're so close. Nine? Yeah. 1969,
6: then. <laughs>
2: 1969, yeah. It's so funny because I, I actually remember, well, you know, I was a kid, but I remember that. Um, did, didn't they become the San Diego Padres?
4: Probably. I don't know. Can't, if- I, I, I can't confirm.
2: Yeah. I think so. In fact, and, and then didn't uh, Ball Four, wasn't that the, uh, Jim Boughton had written it based on that team?
6: Oh, it says here that on April first, nineteen seventy, they moved to Milwaukee to be the Brewers.
2: Oh, well, now okay. So then, wait a minute. Where, who became the Padres? I'm not sure. Maybe they're just expansion team. I thought the
4: Padres were an oh. expansion team.
2: Oh, yeah. you're right. You know what? You're right. You're right. Okay, fair enough. Well, speaking of baseball, um, what's uh, what's the
6: latest? So today, as we're discussing this on Tuesday, March or. Yeah, March 8th, right? They gave an ultimatum. Again, another ultimatum. Major League Baseball gave an ultimatum to the Players Union saying, listen, if we don't make a deal by tonight, we're going to cancel even more games. But if we do make a deal by tonight, we'll give you your full pay. We'll give you 162-game season. We'll make sure you guys are taken care of. But let's, let's agree to my amends. So I got a question for you guys here. Right. How many times has an ultimatum worked in a relationship of yours?
2: You know, it really it depends
6: for me. It's never worked for me. It's it's never know, worked it never worked for it, me.
4: It,
2: it depends. It dep- I, I think it depends on uh, the circumstances. You know, if you're coming from a place of strength or weakness, if you're coming from weakness, ultimatums don't work. But if you're coming from strength where you, you hold like pretty much all the cards and you're trying to just make, um, you know, like I've done that in business. You know, sometimes I'm, you know, trying to work a deal, and it cuts to a point where you you, you hit a roadblock, and you mm-hmm. just say, "Okay, listen, <laughs> this is really my final offer." I mean, it's basically it's a final offer when you say an ultimatum, right? It's mm-hmm. my final offer, and I'm willing to walk away. And, and then the and you do. I mean, and then sometimes the other person will say, "Okay, well, I realize I I really do have to give in," or they'll just have their own you know reasons, pride, whatever, and just and that's it. It goes away.
4: Professionally, would- it, it went against me. I I, I I was, I had no choice. I had to take this deal or, or else, or, you know, the worst of it. And, and when you look back, you go, okay, I'm a father of three. You know, yeah. got a wife, got all of the, guy. all right. So I ended up mm-hmm. having to take that deal. I mean, it, 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 this was handful of years ago, fast forward to now, we're okay, but uh, it was, it, it was, it was, it was a trying time professionally for yeah, me. Especially like with your employer, you know, that, that's always kind yeah. of tough. Going- in 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 and in an unstable business, not, not as unstable as radio, but still yeah. pretty, pretty unstable yeah. at times. Yeah. That yeah was- professionally, professionally, it's
6: uh, obviously you get those ultimatums, right. And you got to be at the, 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 a place of power right but major league baseball and if you look at this they've already given two ultimatums right and then the players union has seen right through that they're mm-hmm. like listen we are so strong in our resolve that we're willing to sacrifice a season to make sure that future generations are propped up properly we don't care about the money that we have some other guys maybe break that line though maybe they'll go like hey guys, like i need to get paid like we we need to play baseball right right so it's a weird position of power here it looks like unity is is the main thing though right and what we're hearing through rumors and sources is that the union the baseball union is stronger than ever they want to make sure they're getting paid correctly they don't want to get screwed over they want to get paid their worth they know what the revenue is but it seems like ownership groups there's eight owners this is what the number that's come out eight owners that are really staunch in holding their ground they don't want to give in to the players they really want to squeeze out every penny and dime so eight owners out of 30 are making it a hard time this is what's being reported this is these are rumors and if you look at how teams operate and how cheap certain teams are hey maybe that's all it takes is eight guys to really ruin it for everybody but or groups I should say rather and i hope that's not the case but it seems to me that this ultimatum is not going to work tonight and we're going to see more canceled games
2: you know and then that's see—that's the, the whole different thing between uh sports and you know a- anti- uh antitrust type you know elsewhere where um you know if let's say I'm a really good salesman for a company and I can put my demands in and we can negotiate and all this and then you know but if if they say you know we're not going to meet your demands, I can say fine, I'll take my talents elsewhere and go to another company. Mm-hmm. You can't just do that in baseball. You can't nope. just say, you know, I'm playing for the Giants. Nope, I think I'll play for the Cubs. You know <laughs> And that, that's where it gets really, you know, challenging. In fact, if I remember correctly, um, the reason they, they came down with the rules back in the early, you know, early 1900s, so to speak, was it just was too weird having people jump from the Federal League to the National League, the American League. I mean, just the bounce guys were bouncing all over the place. There was no continual team.
6: Yeah. It's funny that you mentioned that Major League Baseball is actually the only exempt organization in business that has that's not part of the antitrust act. They're actually a monopoly. They can function mm-hmm. as a monopoly legally. They can do whatever they want. That's why they come down hard on independent leagues. They come down on any other league within their their realm if they feel threatened, they can crush it.
2: It's so why, absolutely- it, why, why why do you think it doesn't happen, you know, when NBA is big, NFL is really big?
6: Well, they went to a Supreme Court hearing, I think, in 1908 or something, 1918, something early 19, uh 1918 hundreds, and it went to the Supreme Court and the Supreme Court gave them an exemption because one, it was a split decision in the last, as it's explained in the Ken Burns documentary, it went right down to the last judge and he was a Chicago Cubs fan and he wanted to see the Cubs win. And How about that? Saying that? And
2: who says the Supreme Court is supposed to be these independent people, you know?
6: Exactly. So it's unfortunately, it's had all these ramifications all these years later. And that's why Major League Baseball, like the players union is the weakest out of all the leagues. The players have the least amount of power because of that one ruling. And it's pretty crazy. But we're seeing actually some athletes, including Bryce Harper, who went on Instagram and said, hey, I'll play for the Tokyo Giants. Let's start talking here. Mm -hmm. Let's let's see if guys will start going to other leagues. And I think that would be a viable move, even though they're going to get paid a lot less than what they're worth. I mean, you're not going to get $400, $400 million contract in Tokyo for for Mike Trout, right? You're not going to get one of those. But if you want to play baseball, you want to expand the brand, and you truly love the game, go overseas. Let's see what happens. Let's really expand the game.
2: Hmm. Wow. That's a good point. I, I don't know what the high salaries are in Japan or Korea or, you know, something other –
6: I think they're like, I think like 20 million, like four years, 20 million, which in comparison to major league baseballs. Yeah.
2: But I mean, uh, baseball is really big in Japan.
6: Oh, in South Korea too. The, South
2: Korea,
6: yeah. Yeah. It's, they, they got big leagues. I mean, even in Venezuela, the Dominican Republic, like you yeah. could go to overseas and, and really make an impact in other places if you wanted to.
2: And that's the thing is, you know, it's not just the money. Do you, you know, how do you, of course, you know, someone like Bryce Harper, I mean, he would be a, a God, so to speak in, you oh, know, yeah. in, in Japan. Um, and so I'm sure he'd have a great life there. Um, you know, and then Japan's a great, I've never been there, but it just seems like an awesome place to live. But
4: well, maybe- if you get it, if you, if you get enough. <clears throat> base of the big league guys together saying, Hey, we're all going to go to Japan that, you know, major league base, they, they don't like to look bad. So maybe, I don't know, maybe that's, Maybe there's something there. I doubt it will come to that, though.
6: Yeah. Hopefully it doesn't, but a part of me kind of wishes it does because that'd be kind of cool to see, like, a a worldwide sport, like, see how worldwide baseball really can become. So that's the way to really, really accelerate the growth overseas. Listen,
2: when when I was a kid, I still remember Sadahara O. <laughs> you know mean, he had what 830 home runs or something mm-hmm. you know I, I don't know how i don't know how far the fences were but still you know the guy the guy was he was a beast he was the Babe ruth of uh of Japan-based. Japan,
4: japanese leagues
2: yeah yeah so what what are the sticking points specifically that are keeping the two sides apart well it's
6: it always comes down to money they don't yep. want to increase the minimum pay and it's we're talking about thirty thousand to fifty thousand dollars more in some cases, it's it's really really
4: cheap. Uh, yeah, they're really big on wanting to protect the, uh, the the players with zero to three years experience, right? Yeah, so they're I, trying. I, to I
2: appreciate that. It's not just let's say Bryce Harper who makes it, or Mike Trout who makes so many millions. Kind of going, no, I need. But more. you know,
4: across the board, everybody everybody in the big leagues and, and F you can back me up on this one. I mean, there's 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 only a there's only a certain amount of of your Bryce Harper type guys that are making like the big money. Exactly. You have them, and then you got the rest of the guys. 1%,
6: the top 1% of baseball players make 99% of the money in the league. Which there you is go. Crazy to think about. So do you get, you always hear about Max Scherzer. Like, why is Max Scherzer leading this? Like, he's making all this money. He shouldn't yeah. be. He's players. losing
4: $120,000 a game and all that kind of, yeah.
6: Yeah, listen, oh, he's the most respected guy in any clubhouse he walks into. He knows how to negotiate. He's actually worked in, in politics in D.C. He's got a lot of things he's passionate about. He's, he's been on Capitol Hill. He's, he's the guy you want, right? He's making all this money. It's because one day early in his career, he wasn't making a lot of money. Right, mm-hmm. and he didn't get his big contract until like year seven, year eight, and he was seeing how much, how nice everything is around him. Right, he's seeing like the private jets, he's seeing like the owners do this, he's seeing yep. like like the brand new batting cages being put in, and he goes, "Wait a minute, I'm the reason for this. Why isn't this money going in my pocket? Mm-hmm. Why is billion dollar stadium somehow not getting into my pocket? I helped build this stadium. What, what's going on here?" And a lot of guys think like that. And it's true. I mean, it, the, the craziest thing to me is that the, the records of revenue that every single team makes doesn't need to be public. It's all private. So you can just get away with the shadiest of shady deals and really really undercut your players, which obviously makes a really hostile work environment and a toxic environment.
2: Do they have a, a, any is it a revenue share situation at all? Not in baseball
6: no not in baseball so everything
2: because no. i could see where there could be some real shady stuff if you uh suddenly you know like, sure we'll do a share of revenue but then if they're not showing you the books
4: you just- now they do they do in the nfl with a tv contract everybody gets the same share of that okay. but uh but in baseball it's the wild wild west yankees make what they want and tampa bay rays make what they want you know and and, and you can see the difference in the yeah but yeah. and then, and then the, the whole salary, salary payroll, house,
2: that's a whole different, you know, I mean, that kind of is a, it's a whole different animal, but it kind of plays into this.
6: Right. I mean, absolutely. Absolutely. And they haven't really talked about a salary floor, which I wish they would have talked about, you know, so that way teams can start competing and actually paying the money that they have, but acting like they don't have like the biggest fallacy in any sport is that there's a small market team. Well, maybe like their ratings aren't as good. Right. But the owners have the money to pay for it, and if you want to go get a job orant, or you want to like invest money into into your uh, scouting agency or something like that, it's there, right? It's just a matter of effort and you willing to spend and investing into your product, right?
4: When you're the when you're the Miami Marlins and your payroll is fifty eight million, and the Yankees are well over two hundred million, you can't win. You can't.
6: Yeah. And you're not trying to win, right? You're just trying yeah. to, you're just trying to get in the black. You're just trying to make a quick profit. And that's what a lot of these clubs have turned into. You don't have really people that are baseball families anymore, right? These are, these are just business people that own teams.
2: That's yep. true. Guys are going to get to our last commercial uh, break. We're talking old baseball here. This is old. <laughs> the Cleveland franchise began with what team name? We all know that they're the Cleveland Indians, which eventually. I think
4: I know that. I think I know the answer to this. Think you know I, that? Think wow. I, wow. I think I'll, I do. I think I do. I will be impressed. I, I, I think
2: I do. Think you know this one? Okay. All right. Stay with us for T-Count 101. We'll be right back with some closing comments. Don't touch that now.
1: That's 855-325-1780. If you're taking a
7: calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is.
1: 2080
2: welcome back to sports econ 101 last time for today i'm edward brown your host along with Vern glenn and fp santangelo jr third trivia question the cleveland franchise baseball we're talking began
4: with what team name i believe it was the cleveland spiders no even, oh man yes I would have thought that too with, oh. the,
2: <laughs> with Cy Young with the Cleveland Spiders no actually they were called the Cleveland Blues in 1901 in 1902 oh, wow. they became the Broncos for one year and then from 1903 to 1914 they were the call they were called the Cleveland Naps but you know what I, I know they were called the Cleveland Spiders so yeah I but, hear uh, the
6: I'm seeing that they were professionally the Cleveland Spiders in 19 or 1890, so it precedes that professionally. Maybe if you're talking about maybe American League baseball, National League baseball.
4: But oh,
2: you know what? We're still going to give you credit then, Mr. Vern Glenn, because I, <laughs> I also knew it was uh, the
4: Cleveland Spiders with Cy Young. Um, and, so and 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 getting back to the Red Sox, I this is my information. Red Sox won the World Series in 03, yeah. 12. 15,
2: 16, 18. That's fine. Oh, so that that would have been, and and Connie Max was uh, 05, 10, 11, 12, and 14. So yeah, you're just right on the cusp there. All right. Are you guys ready for our thoughts for the day? Go. Uh, Okay. Uh, Wise men speak because they have something to say. Fools because they have to say something.
4: Fools hmm. speak, speak
2: because they have something. Wise men
4: speak because who they have to say something. something. Okay. okay, all right, all right, okay.
2: Who said that? Plato.
4: As Plato. Remember,
2: there was Socrates taught Plato. Plato taught Aristotle. Okay. So the
4: wise men bring something to the table. That's right. There you go. That's in a nutshell. The fool is just like he just just blurts out whatever. Just blurts it out yes.
2: exactly. And wow. why aren't there any casinos in Africa?
4: What? Why is
2: that? Why oh aren't there any casinos in Africa? Too many cheetahs. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Tune in next week, dude. for one. All right. Tune in next week to Sports Econ 101. We'll be discussing <laughs> sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown.
4: We'll see you next week. Good night, America. bye oh.